and touch somebody. Touch somebody with an attitude of the spirit that you'd face your mountain when you walk out of this place. And God would either remove the mountain or give you the strength in the backbone saying, I'm going to climb it. I'm going to overcome it. Hey, this service could be a difference for somebody in this place if we'll worship, magnify him, and open our hearts up and let God walk in this place. That's our heart's desire. Now, I'm overwhelmed by all the guests that are here today. God bless you for coming. We want you to join in with us. And just worship and magnify God. Maybe it's not your custom to normally put your hands up and clap and do all of that. But today you're among the Romans, so let's just act like the Romans. Hallelujah. Just join in with us in loving, worshiping, magnifying God. Let the Holy Ghost feel this place. Let the Holy Ghost feel this place. And I still believe if he can feel this place like you feel the upper room. Hallelujah. And feel your hearts and lives with his glory and with his presence. So we are honored by having each of you that are here. I want Brother McCain to come and obey the Lord. Whatever God's laid on his heart, whatever he's put in his spirit, I want him to preach. Hallelujah. We've got plenty of time. Hallelujah. So we just want him to preach. Hallelujah. He's going to give us a Sunday morning, a Sunday night service all in one here that, this afternoon. Hallelujah. Let's give Brother McCain a good bend down. Welcome to this pulpit today. God bless him. Appreciate you, Elder. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. <laughs> it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't know of anywhere I'd rather be than right here in the middle of what's going on in Bendale. Amen. Hallelujah. It is such a privilege and honor to come and be in church with the fine folks here at Bendale today. And, and my good friend and uh, one of the best uh, I told a man this morning, a preacher friend of mine, he asked where I was coming today. I told him, I said, I'm going to one of the very best churches in Pentecost. I wouldn't have told him if it wasn't so either, i tell you. Good churches come about by good leadership. Why don't you give your pastor a real good, and his wife, a real good hand this morning. Come on, for they watch for your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He is a very honorable man, and uh, we sure do uh, love him and Sister Moore. Didn't have to learn to love him. I'm telling the first time I ever preached here, I could tell that there was a quality about them uh, that they were not fixing to uh, depart from this message. Amen. And... Uh, my pastor told me something a long time ago. You good folks from Bendale here, you might be a visitor in the house. I don't know. Um, but my pastor told me, he said, you can tell how much God loves a community by who he sends to pastor a church there. Now, I'm telling you, God loves Bendale. God loves Bendale. Amen. And uh, Brother Moore, he is uh, a man of humility, and he told me, he said, he said, you know, the credit, he said, goes to the people. And I do realize it takes somebody that uh, wants to live for God, somebody that wants to be saved, and somebody that wants to hear the voice of God through a preacher. Amen. Because the scripture said, how can they hear without a preacher? Amen. So today, 
Uh, it's not just a celebration of 15 years uh, for a pastor and his wife, but it's a celebration of a, a church, amen, that's willing and wanting to be saved. And uh, it's, it's, like a, it's like a marriage. Uh, both parts have got to want to make it work. Amen. And there's problems, but we just work through problems. Can you say amen? How many come to have church today? <clears throat> Hallelujah. And I know I'm the only thing standing between catfish and frog legs. And, uh, <laughs> but I did come to preach, amen, and I sure feel like God has spoke to our hearts, and I told Brother Moore, I said, I'm going to do one of the most dangerous things a preacher can do, and that is I don't have not one note wrote down, so if we shoot all over the tree, just consider somebody sitting on every limb, amen, amen. But I do want to preach today. I want to preach to those that have got a made-up mind. I want to preach to those that are in the valley of decision. And I want to preach to those that are, are on their road. I want to help you uh, come out victorious. Amen. Because uh, we're serving a God that is victorious. If you find where God lost the battle, you come tell me about it. Amen. God's a God of victory. And God expects his church and his children to be victorious. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord another real good hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles today, and uh, we do very much also welcome every visitor that's in the house, and uh, this church service would not be complete if you were not here today, because it has been ordained of God that you should be here. Amen. There are no accidents in God, and I believe that God knows every day of our life what we're going to do and, and where we're going to be and our uh, life-changing experiences that, that God comes in and intervenes in our life. And uh, this, is, this is your day. Amen. In the book of Numbers, chapter 32 and verse 2, book of Numbers, chapter 32 and verse 2, a rather lengthy reading if you'll bear with me. Um, and we'll try to be very... Um, aware of the time. But it's already 2 o'clock or after, huh? Right? But we didn't start early, so okay. Chapter 32. My daddy always said it wasn't late till 2, and then it was too late to worry about it. So... Let's have church. Verse 2. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, 
uh, verse 4, Even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle, and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore said they, If we have found grace in thy sight, uh, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. Everybody say, Don't make me cross Jordan. And Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war, and shall ye sit here? And wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them? Thus did your fathers when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up unto the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land which the Lord had given them. And the Lord's anger was kindled the same time, and he, and he swore, saying, Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh, and the Kenzite, and Joshua the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness forty years until all that the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. And behold, ye are risen up in your father's stead, an increase of sinful men to augment yet the fierce anger of the Lord toward Israel. For if ye turn away from after him, he will yet again Leave them in the wilderness, and ye shall destroy all this people. They came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our cattle and our cities for our little ones. I want you to hear they already had a made-up mind what they were going to do. But we ourselves would go ready armed before the children of Israel until we have brought them unto their place, and our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because the inhabitants of the land. We will not return unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them. I want you to listen. This is sad to me. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side Jordan or forward because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side Jordan eastward. One more passage of scripture found in the book of Joshua, chapter 22, verse 9. The children of Reuben and the children of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh returned and departed from the children of Israel out of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go into the country of Gilead, to the land of their listen to this, to the land of their possession whereof they were possessed according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. When they came unto the borders of Jordan that are the land of Canaan, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh built there an altar by Jordan, a great altar to see to. Verse 12, And when the children of Israel heard of it, the whole congregation of the children of Israel gathered themselves together at Shiloh to go up to war against them. Verse 26, 
Therefore we said, let us now prepare to build us an altar, not for burnt offering, nor for sacrifice, but that it may be a witness between us and you and our generations after us that we might do the service of the Lord before him with our burnt offering and with our sacrifice and with our peace offerings that your children may not say to our children in time to come, you have no part in the Lord. Therefore said we that it shall be when they should so say to us or to our generations in time to come that we may say again, behold, the pattern of the altar of the Lord which our fathers made not for burnt offering, listen carefully, not for burnt offering, nor for sacrifice, but it is a witness between us and you. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? I need to pray in church. Pray, church. Somebody's listening. Give the Lord another real good hand clap of praise. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is so good to us today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Book of Numbers, chapter 32 and verse 5. It said, Wherefore said they, If we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. Amen. I want to preach on the danger of a lost desire. Amen. The danger of a lost desire. Life is full of choices. Amen. Life is full of choices. And the choices that we make uh, are going to determine where we spend eternity. And you're going to be persuaded by certain things in life. Actually, three things are going to determine uh, the outcome of your whole life. And uh, you're persuaded by either uh, a person, a place, or a thing. Amen. One of those three things is going to make your, uh, make your choices for the rest of your life. Amen. And that's why it is so important for us today to make sure uh, that we are making the right choices, that we are on the right road. And, and uh, we find, let me just back up before this, the children of Israel, uh, they were in the land of Egypt and they had been there some 400 years and God had sent a leader to them to lead them out by the name of Moses. And, and you know about the Passover and how that God dealt with them in the Passover and how the blood had to be applied for them to uh, uh, be able to escape the hand of the death angel that flew at midnight uh, and it became known as the Passover of uh, and, and, and whenever the blood was applied, amen the blood uh, had to be applied to the doorpost and to the lintel of the door in the land of Egypt and the death angel passed over and if that blood was not applied then the firstborn uh, male of everything it 
died in the land of Egypt. I've come to preach to you today. It's still going to take the blood. Amen. That's got to be applied, but it's not the blood of a lamb. Amen. It's not the blood of a turtle dove. It's not the blood of a bullock, but it's the blood that was shed on Calvary. Hallelujah. It was that blood, that precious blood, amen, that can take a sinner's heart that's black as sackcloth and wash it with red blood and make it as white as snow. I'm just telling the choice is yours. You don't have to walk out of here today without the Holy Ghost. You don't have to walk out of here today lost and undone in a world that's on their road to hell. Give the Lord a good hand and clap of praise. Hallelujah. And we find that after the Passover, amen, it's debatable, but some say that there's some just three million, let's just call it some three million Israelites, amen, that come up out of the land of Egypt. And the scripture said that every one of them, amen, they come out of the land of Egypt with a high hand. Amen, brother, they were shouting the victory. Amen, they were shouting the victory as they left the land of Egypt. Amen, they were shouting the victory. Can I tell you something? God still intends for his church, amen, to shout the victory. I said to shout the victory. Amen, we'd have more victory if we got more shout. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, our run is still in order. Shouting in the church is still in order. Dancing in the Holy Ghost is still in order. You gotta come out with a high hand. Hallelujah. Starting to feel a little churchy around here now. Hallelujah. They come out of the land of Egypt. I'm telling you, they come out. Amen. They wasn't a feeble one among them. Amen. Because of the hand of the Lord. And they come out shouting. Amen. Because they were going somewhere. Amen. They had their mind made up. Amen. We're going to the promised land. They had their heart's desire. Amen. Set on a promise. Amen. That God had made Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. You already talked about it tonight. Uh, amen. But brother, they were looking uh, in their heart to see the promised land. Amen. They were telling their children, uh, we're going to the land of promise. Uh, we're going to the land of Canaan. Uh, hallelujah. I'm just telling you, keep your spirit up. We're going to the promised land. Can I tell you church, it's not a time to get down. It's a time to get up. We're going somewhere. We're headed to the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they got in the wilderness. They wasn't very long in the wilderness. And God had proved himself to them at the Red Sea. And God had proved himself to them. Amen. Through that, that pillar of fire. And that cloud. And that rock that followed them in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And they got on the banks of Jordan. And Moses sent a little group across to spy out the land. And there were 12 of them and 10 come back. And they said, oh, it's just like he 
said. Amen. It's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Amen. It's a land so so enriched of God. But there's chariots of iron and there's giants in the land and there's fence cities and there's no way we can go and take it. I'm just telling you, you can have revival or you can sit on this side of the Jordan. I said you can have revival or you can find every excuse. Amen. Why we're not going to have it. You can live victorious or you can make up your mind. I'm going to stay on this side of Jordan, but I tell you where I'm going. I'm going to the promised land. <laughs> I said the choice is yours. You can make it up in your heart. I'm going to the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And these these Israelites, amen, there was two of them gave a good report. Let's go today. Amen. The Lord has already promised uh, that he's going to give it to us. Uh, And there was some that said, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Amen. I know it's just like he said, but there's going to be a battle when we get there. Uh, And there was some saying, well, just fight. God's going to give you the battle. Hallelujah. I'm just telling some today, you might be in the heat of the battle. Just fight. Uh, I'm telling you, God's going to bring you out victorious. I said, God's going to give you victory if you'll stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But don't be satisfied in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I boxed through high school and, and into the military, but in high school, I had a, I had a coach. He was a German and, and if you're German, I don't mean nothing except you're German. Amen. But he loved, he loved to see you fight, Brother Marshall. And, and right in the, I'm telling you, in the heat of the battle, I, I, I would just go to laughing. And, and I, I mean, at the third and the fourth, I'd just go to laughing. He had stopped the fight. He said, McCain, what in the world are you laughing about? I said, I like what I'm doing. Hallelujah. There ain't nobody making me fight. I'm fighting because I like like to fight. Can I tell you something? Ain't nobody making me live for God. I'm living for God because it's my choice. I'm living for God because I chose to. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody making me do it. You young people in this house, if you want victory in your life, uh, amen, can I tell you how to get it? Amen, make up your mind today. I'm doing this because I want to do it. Think nobody making me live for God. I live this way because I choose to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. That's the biggest secret right there to having victory. Amen. Make your mind up. Amen. Mom and daddy ain't making me dress this way. 
The preacher ain't making me dress this way. Amen. I live this way because I love it. Hallelujah. Amen. I live this way because the God I'm serving is a holy God. And I choose. I said I choose the way of holiness. I choose this plan of salvation. I want you to know it's not a way to get to heaven. It's the only way to get to heaven. It's still an Acts 2.38 message. It's still repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I choose to be apostolic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I choose to be a shouter. I choose, amen, amen, to fall in love with the word of God. I choose to get with my preacher when he's preaching. Amen. And say, hey, preach it to me. I ain't in this to get out. I made my mind up. I'm going to cross Jordan. Hallelujah. Amen. Just preach this word of God to me. You better thank God every day for your preacher. Amen. That's got a backbone like a solo. That I preach this word of God to you. Hallelujah. You can be seated. And you better pray that on life's journey, amen, you can overcome almost everything. Oh, just let me preach to us today. I believe it's just some good Holy Ghost folks and, and some good visitors and they want to be saved. I'm going to tell you, in life, there's going to be a lot of things come your way. And you can overcome most everything. Amen. If there's been sin and fault and failure and error in your life, you can overcome it by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Let me get a little plain today. If there's been adultery, you can overcome it in an altar of prayer. If there's been fornication, you can overcome it by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you are a liar, you can overcome it in an altar of prayer. But if you ever lose your desire, if you ever lose your desire, to press to the promised land, you're in trouble. Hallelujah. As long as you're pressing toward the mark, I believe the blood of Calvary will make you victorious in everything, Brother Ford. Hallelujah. As long as you're pressing toward the mark. Hallelujah. As long as you're pressing toward the promised land. And we find that these spies... Oh, let me try to tie this together somehow. We find that these spies, they put fear and doubt in the heart of the children of Israel to the point that they did not want to cross over into the promised land. And we find now that they are turned back by the hand of God into the wilderness. And Moses leads them in the wilderness uh, some 40 years till everybody 20 years old and up. Uh, amen. But two men. And it even affected their tribes. Uh, Brother Ford, every man in their tribe also died. Uh, don't you think what you're doing, Mama, don't, don't affect your children. Uh, don't you think for one second, Daddy, uh, amen, that the choice that you're 
making uh, is not going to affect your children. Uh, you better make sure that you make a choice. Uh, I choose to be a Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua said, uh, as for me and my house, uh, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, it takes a made up mind uh, and the power of that made up mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they turned back and they began to die in the wilderness. 20 years old and up. Just say, just say maybe two million people. Two million graves in a little wilderness like they were in. It looks like that any direction they would have turned, it would have been a reminder. This is where rebellion will end up. This is where when you're in the valley of decision and you don't make the right choice, this is where it ends up. You die in the wilderness. And now Moses is getting them ready. And he said, hey, we, we fixing to cross that promised land. We, you fixing to cross that river. And I want you to understand, amen, it's still a land flowing with milk and honey. And it's still a land that is so good. And it's the promise. It is the promise unto you. God didn't bring you out of Egypt just to die in the wilderness. But God's got a promise for you. And all as he was trying to preach to them. I'm talking about the greatest preacher of all time. Amen. Began to try to preach to them. Amen. You're going to cross over. And he was telling them what they were going to find. And there was, there was Gad and there was Reuben and half the tribe of Manasseh. Amen. They come up to Moses. They come up to the preacher and they said, don't make us cross Jordan. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. They said, we're satisfied right here in the wilderness. I can see Moses' tears begin to run down his face. He said, he said, but this ain't the promise. Your promise is across Jordan. Too many people get satisfied short of the promise. They get satisfied shaking a preacher's hand and saying, I'm telling you, you might be out of Egypt, but you're still in the wilderness. You've never received the promise. Hallelujah. For this promise is unto you. Hallelujah. I said, for this promise is unto you and unto your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And, and they said, oh, don't, don't bring us over Jordan. Don't make us cross Jordan. We got cattle, and this land right here is fine for cattle. And just don't make us cross Jordan. And Moses said, can I tell you what the trouble is? He said, I've never brought it up to you. He said, but the same spirit that is in you, it was in your daddies. It was your daddies that turned them back. Amen. At the Jordan 40 years ago, Gad, you need to hear me. Uh, Reuben, you need to hear me. Uh, amen. It was your daddies. Uh, amen. That put rebellion in their heart then. Can I tell you something? You need to break that cycle. I said you need to break that cycle. You ain't got to backslide. You ain't got to go back to the world. You ain't got to dwell in the wilderness. You can cross Jordan. You just got to make up your mind. The choice is mine. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know a lot of people's blessed to have very good mamas and daddies. But not everybody. And if your mama ain't what you want to be, young lady, you ain't got to be your mama. If your daddy is not what you want to be, you ain't got to be like your daddy. The choice is yours. You can go to the promised land. The choice is yours. Amen. Whosoever will may come and drink of this water of life freely. Hallelujah. Brother McCain, it's just been a heritage of in and out, in and out, in and out. Then break it. Hallelujah. Make a choice. Break it. And say, hey, you ain't going to have to worry about me being in and out. Amen. Because I'm going to get up. Amen. I, I, I ain't putting no, no feathers in my hat. Hallelujah. Hope I got some stars in the crown, though. Amen. I'm telling you, I still get up and go to prayer meeting every morning about 4 o'clock. Amen, because I know there's an old McCain that lives on the inside of me. And if that old McCain, that old flesh, amen, if it overrules his spirit, I can tell you what I'd do. I'd end up in the wilderness somewhere. Amen, but if I made a choice, amen, there ain't nobody making me do it. I get up and I go pray, amen, because I'm pressing toward the promised land. I'm pressing toward the mark. Hallelujah. Amen, I love what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody making me do it. Amen. I love church. And everything I do centered around church. Hallelujah. And if you'll fall in love with church and fall in love with the word of God. Amen. And make up your mind. I am going to the promised land. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let that curse of losing that desire fall in my hands. Hallelujah danger of a lost desire when they went to Moses they said please don't bring us over Jordan they went asking him but they had their mind made up they said we're going to build fence cities right here and our wives and our children we're going to dwell in this land and I can see Moses he told him he said but this is not this is not Jericho. This is not Canaan land. This is Gilead. This is not the promise. Don't come to an altar a time or two and, and just, just seek the face of God. Go ahead and get the promise. Don't stop short of the Holy Ghost. Don't stop short of victory. Amen. Make your mind up. The choice is yours. If mama don't go, I'm going. If daddy don't go, I'm going. If wife don't go, I'm going. You got to make your mind up. I'm going to the promised land. Moses said, you're going to put fear in the hearts of the people just like your daddy's did. He said, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit here while your brethren's fighting? Can I tell you, it ain't enough just to come to church. You need to get on board. Hallelujah. 
You need to give your heart to God and your hand to the man of God and say, let's ride. Hallelujah. Let's ride. I made a choice. I'm going to live for God. I can't help what my, my forefathers have done, but I'm making a choice. I'm going to live for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you ever make up your mind, amen, then when somebody comes and says, hey, why do, why do you dress like that? You ain't got to tuck your head and say, well, my preacher makes me do it. Hallelujah. You ain't got to take the tuck head and say, well, the church I go to, that's just what they teach. No, you can hold your head high and say, hey, I choose to dress this way. I choose to be a Christian. Amen. I choose. Hallelujah. Amen. We're serving a holy God. And the scripture said, without holiness, uh, no man shall see God. Uh, I choose to do what I'm doing because this world is not my home. Uh, I got a home beyond the blue. Uh, oh, somebody needs to hear me. I'm telling you the choice is yours. You can go to the promised land. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they told Moses, said, our children, our wives, they're going to stay here. We're going to build them fence cities for this land is good for cattle. And God ain't against you being blessed. Can I get an amen? God's not against you being blessed. But God don't want your blessing to stay between you and the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd rather live in a tar paper shack on the side of the road knowing I'm fixing to cross that Jordan, then I had to have a mansion here and be satisfied in the wilderness. Hallelujah. You're living short of your promise today if you hadn't got your mind made up. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, you're living short of the blood today if you hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I know it's already been quoted, but Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name. Amen. Being given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm telling you, it's not an option. Amen. It's a necessity. If you're going to cross into the promised land, amen, the Holy Ghost is not an option. Amen, but it's part of God's plan of salvation. If you're going to the promised land, and there they said, oh, we're going to go fight with you. Amen, we're going to just, we're going to come back on this side. We don't want the promised land. I can see the heartbreak of a preacher that has pastored somebody that says they don't want to go to the promised land. I pray there's nobody in this house today that's got their mind made up. I'm not going. But the choice is yours. The choice is yours. In the book of Ruth, I believe it is, chapter 1, verse 16. You got your Bible? Go to Psalms 119, verse 30, I think. Read for me. 1 and 16. And Ruth said, she's talking to Naomi. Now they had, they, had been, they had been out of the will of God. And now they were coming back home. And this was little old Moabite girls. Hallelujah. And, and one had just kissed Naomi. 
and turned and went back where she come from. And I preach a real steamy message on when kissing ain't enough. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, one, one kissed the face of salvation and turned and went back to the wilderness. But the other one, read. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. She's just made a choice, Brother Moore. She just made a choice. I'm not going to be a Moabite anymore. I'm going to the promised land. Hallelujah. She just made a choice. Read that part again. Whether thou goest, I'm going to go. Where thou lodgest, I'm going to lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God. She made a choice. The right choice. And because she made a right choice, I'm telling you, God looked out over the balconies of heaven. And he said, I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to bring redemption. Amen. Amen. Not just to Naomi, but I'm going to bring redemption to this little old Moabite girl. And she was redeemed. Amen. And because she was redeemed, it wasn't but just a little ways down the road. There was a little old boy born by the name of David. Amen. That became a giant killer. Hallelujah. Because somebody made a choice. Amen. I'm going to the promised land. Amen. If we still going to have giant killers, there's got to be some mamas and daddies that make a choice. Hallelujah. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve God. God, uh, amen, I'm going to get redeemed by the blood of God. I'm going to the promised land. Hallelujah. I'm not weary on the journey. Hallelujah. I have not lost this desire. Amen, it's still just as real today as it was the night of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She made a choice. Read for me. 119, I believe it's verse 30. Back up one verse. (laughs) That'd clear a lot of things up right there. (laughs) And grant me thy law of gracious. Go ahead, read. Somebody made a choice right there. That's what he's saying. I have chosen the way of truth. If you choose, young lady or young man, if you choose the way of truth, there's nothing this preacher is going to preach. It's going to cause you to get out. Because you have chose it yourself. You've chose the way of truth. Ain't nobody making you do it. But you've chose it. And you go to Brother Moore and you say, hey, I've chose the way of truth. Preach it to me. Hallelujah. The Bible says, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. St. John 17, 17. Read for me. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. 
I have made a very good decision when I looked at the judgments of God that's fixing to come on this world. I have laid out the judgments of God before me and I have chosen the way of truth because I don't want to be lost in the wilderness. I'm going to the promised land. Hallelujah. Read for me. He was a southerner whoever wrote, wrote that. He said, I have stuck to the testimony. Can I tell you what we need to have victory in the house of God? We need people that can stick to the testimony. That can stick to the message. Hallelujah. That can stick to the promise. Amen. That we're not going to settle for this side of the Jordan. I have stuck to it. Is that what he said? I'm telling you, that tickled me when I read that. I have stuck to the testimonies of God. But brother, if he stuck to it, there wasn't no distance between there for the devil to get in. He was stuck to it. Read for me. Oh Lord, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you something. When you make the choice, God will enlarge your heart to understanding. God will enlarge your heart to put a greater love of truth on the inside of it. God will give you a greater revelation of the promised land to come. Amen. When you have chosen the way of truth. Hallelujah. And there they tell Moses, said, we're not going. We'll go fight with you. But we're coming back to this side of Jordan. And there when they crossed Jordan, who was up front? The tribe of Gad, tribe of Reuben, half the tribe of Manasseh. I'm going to tell you something, Brother Moore. There might be some churches that seem like they have far outrun you in 15 years. But I believe that right here you got some folks that are genuine that's got their mind made up. Amen. We ain't doing it for show. Amen. We're doing it because there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Amen. We're not going to get up in the forefront of the battle like Reuben and Gad. Amen. And they wanted everybody to see them. And can I tell you the sad part about it? Amen. When they crossed that Jordan River, that was a type of baptism unto them. But their kids didn't cross it. And their wives didn't cross it because they left them in the wilderness. And then whenever they crossed and they went to Gilgal and there was a cutting away of the flesh, they were there. And whenever Joshua stood and began to preach to the children of Israel, when they, when they made that monument of those 12 stones that come out of the Jordan, pass this down to every generation. Can I tell you what Gad and them they had their heads tucked down because they knew that there would not be a generation following them into the promised land. They couldn't get with the preacher because they had lost the desire for the promised land. They couldn't feel the excitement of their Jericho standing close by. And there was the land of promise. They were there the last day that manna was given. 
And they were there and they tasted of the fruits of the promised land. And yet their heart was still turned toward the wilderness. The danger of a lost desire. The danger of a lost desire. The danger of going through the robotics of being apostolic or Pentecostal without having it in your heart to go to the promised land. And there they marched around Jericho with them. They were there when the walls came down. And now we find, as I read to you, that the children of Israel had conquered and now we find that Gad and Reuben and half the tribe of Manasseh Come to the music, just give them some hope, sis. We find that they go back. This is the saddest thing to me, Brother Ford. They go back and there on, on that side of Jordan, on the promised land side, they've walked on the promised land. They have, their feet have trod on the promised land. They've tasted of the fruits that God was going to give them in the promised land. But somewhere they had lost that desire in the wilderness. And they go back and they build a huge altar. They said it was so huge. It was, you could easily see everything from across the river. And they built that altar. And now the children of Israel come gather back around them as to go to war with them because they had already said they didn't want any inheritance there. And they said, oh, this altar's it's not for sacrifice. We'll never offer a burnt offering on it. We'll never offer a sacrifice on it. Never. But we're building it big enough that our kids, which is on the east side of Jordan in the wilderness, they can look across. And in time to come, if they should choose to build an altar, the Bible said this is their pattern that they could build an altar unto the Lord. But far as us, we've made a choice. We're going back to the wilderness. And they did. And I, I wept because I find nowhere that their children ever come to the promised land. I find nowhere that their children ever build an altar unto the Lord. I find nowhere that there was a desire passed down to the next generation about the meaning of the stones that was taken out of Jordan. Somebody made a choice, but it was a wrong choice. Somebody lost their desire. Most dangerous place that a man or a woman could be in today is whenever that desire is gone to be saved. When that desire is fading out of your life to do right. Hallelujah. Something needs to be born again on the inside of you. There needs to be a fire, that little, that little flicker of flame that's there. You need to fan that flame and, and bring it back to a burning desire to go to the promised land. Hallelujah. Not everybody made a right choice. As Paul stood before Agrippa and he said, Agrippa, I know that thou believest.
And Paul, as he looked at him and reasoned with him, and Agrippa said, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. But I never find where he made the right choice. As he reasoned with Felix, and the Bible said he reasoned with temperance and judgment to come. Felix trembled at the word of God. And he said, when I have a convenient season, I'll call for thee. He made a wrong choice. He never found a convenient season. The danger of losing that desire to cross into the promised land. I believe we're closer to the coming of the Lord than even the ministry realizes. I believe we're closer to the coming of the Lord than even the church itself, the bride of Christ. I don't really believe they realize how close that we are to crossing the Jordan. But whether you go by the way of the grave or way of the rapture, it's still going to take the same plan of salvation. If you're going to cross over into that promised land, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit, of baptism in Jesus' name, of the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the church stands, where is your desire? Where is your desire today? preaching every man, woman, boy, and girl. Where's your desire today? Do we still have our focus on the promised land? Do we still have our focus on following the man of God? Amen. Or are we just going to get satisfied in the wilderness? Oh, they were delivered out of the land of Egypt by a mighty hand, but they died in the wilderness not receiving the promise of God. You've been delivered out of the world if you've got the Holy Ghost today. But I'm telling you, if you lose that desire, you won't see the promised land. And there's some here today that you have tasted of the fruits of God. You've been made partakers of the gift of God. Somehow, somehow the enemies come in like a flood and tripped you up but God said I'll lift a standard against it if you'll let me I'll put a new desire there if you'll let him amen he'll put a brand new desire in your heart amen to press on toward the promised land I'm telling you there ain't nothing or nobody in this world worth going to hell over there ain't no person place or thing worth going to hell over you need to make your mind up and make, make it your choice. Hey, I'm fixing to live for God. I'm fixing to put a preacher between me and eternity. If I lived anywhere in this country and I wanted to be saved, I don't believe you could find a better church to be saved from than right here. I don't believe you could find a better pastor and pastor's wife and a better congregation to go to heaven with than right here at Bendale. But the choice is yours. Amen.
These altars are open today. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Some of you need to come and just reconsecrate your life. Dedicate yourself unto God. Aaron brought his two sons, brought a bullock, and he dedicated them unto the Lord. Those kids didn't have a choice. Hear me just a second. They didn't have a choice. Aaron and his wife made the choice. But it says later, there was another bullock in the stall, and Aaron's sons this time go and get that bullock. Mom and Daddy didn't have nothing to do with it. And they said, we were dedicated unto the Lord by our daddy. But this time, we're going to consecrate ourselves unto the Lord by choice. And these young people in here today, your mamas and daddies has put you on an altar. But you need to bring that, that ram of consecration and say, today I'm doing it by choice. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to go to the promised land. These altars are open. some young people in these altars right now. I want to be some mamas and daddies in these altars. Don't run too swift. No. 
but they were all in one accord. They were there praying, fervently waiting for the promise of the Lord. When all of a sudden the Holy Ghost came like a rushing mighty wind, it filled everybody and the whole house. They were sitting in some baptizing Oh, we go. 
Oh, yes. 
Oh!